Hello, coffee lovers, and welcome to the God Country Live Video Podcast. Every every Friday evening at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. And now, live from Seguin, Texas, and other places around the world, your host, Jose Roberto Alaniz Jr. Hello, coffee lovers. It is Friday night. It's 1900. And it is time for God Country Coffee. And uh, our guest tonight is an Army veteran, and uh, he owns Brown Legacy Insurance. And uh, we had a little conversation before, so I'm pretty sure our conversation uh, live here is going to be really interesting. Um, I want to get a couple of things that we always do. First off, uh, if you follow any of the veteran stuff that I've been, been posting, we have a veteran event at my house this weekend, starts today. I've got one of my brothers here already. I got another one coming later. Uh, and then tomorrow we have a bunch of them coming. Uh, and the only reason, the only commonality is that we're all veterans and we all belong to a group on Facebook. And we've seen each other many times on, on Zoom uh, calls and stuff like that, uh, but we've never met in person. And so we're really excited uh, to do this in person, you know, especially, you know, walking away from from the shutdown of the country and everything, it's really excited to be in person together. And uh, my sponsor, I guess, for the weekend, one of them, J.D. Tyranny with Southpaw Laser Concepts. He makes these awesome hats. And as you can see, this hat says HAVE, and that stands for Humble Alpha Veteran uh, Empowerment. And then I guess on the other side, you can't really see it, but way back here, it's got the date. Uh, this is Mission 001. Uh, third Day Coffee, we have a special... Uh, like we, we try to do every episode. I don't do it every episode, but this episode, this, the code <coughs> that we give out during the uh, show is going to be Epi. Uh, I'm going to have to put this in the comments. Uh, hopefully. Hey, Brian, how you doing? Uh, you can use this code for anything uh, in our store up to 20, uh, up to 15% off. And uh, this is episode 20. So that's why it's Epi 20. Um, and so hopefully that will, uh, I'll post that up there. Uh, and so without further ado, I'm going to bring our guest on and we're going to get started. And um, like I said, take a look at the at my name during the show, projectdiehard.org. That is one of our, uh, another friend of ours, Brian Gibson. Uh, and he's got an incredible mission helping veterans out. And so that's all the, the uh, you know, administrative stuff that we have to do. And without any further ado, I'm going to bring on my guest, Robert Brown. How you doing, brother? Hey, doing good, sir. Doing good. Thanks for having me Great. on. Yeah, absolutely. I'm excited. Uh, so, again, this is another veteran who I've met in in a in a huge group of over fifteen thousand uh, veteran entrepreneurs on Facebook. Um, and every person I've had on so far, except for one, so nineteen of my twenty guests have all been veterans and they're all entrepreneurs and, and believe it or not, but a lot of the people who come on the show um, have a higher purpose or get, things that God's done in their life. And so like I always do when I start my show, I thank God for everything that he's done, not just in my life personally and my marriage, but in our business Amen. Uh, it just blessed us to the point where we're just doing coffee now. That's what we're doing. We're doing <laughs> the word of God and we're doing coffee. And so with that being said, Robert, uh, I would like for you to introduce yourself, tell us where you grew up, where you were born, where you grew up, and then what led you to join the military. Wow. Okay. Uh, so, hey, Robert Brown, originally from San Antonio, Texas, so even further down the street from Seguin. Uh, and so I grew up, I mean, my kids laugh at me now, but I, I grew up, I'm from the projects of San Antonio, so grew up on the deep west side, so I speak Hable un poquito español. <laughs> um, but, you know, just just seeing that that lifestyle, I've always wanted something different. Um, my grandfather was in the military. Uh, my uncle was in the Marines. Uh, heck, even one of my aunts, you know, joined the, the Air Force. And as I grew up, I always knew I wanted more. And just through school, some different things. Uh, I was blessed and had the opportunity uh, to attend the military academy. I got a chance to play football and, you know, graduated commissioned as an officer and, you know, served 16 wonderful years two tours to Iraq. And, you know, just like you talk about a higher purpose, just felt like that's where, you know, 
God's been a part of my life. And not just only because of your show, but I'm just speaking because of my faith. And just let me down that path. And you know, as you say, in the in the military, you 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 have a bond with folks that's it's a lifetime. I mean, I have friends that you know I haven't seen in you know 20 plus years, but when we get on the phone or we do, you know, happen to cross paths, it's like you know, you haven't skipped a beat. So yeah, I uh I, you know, I, I got to go visit two of my brothers, uh the week of March 17th, which is, which was a uh, St. Patrick's day in Florida. And I hadn't seen these guys in almost 30 years uh, since we were on our ship in, Oh man, 1995, maybe. Wow. And uh, I hadn't seen John since 94. And so it'd been 30 years and you know what? It, it just what you said. It was like, we hadn't skipped. No. A day. Yes, sir. I mean, like we just picked up from where you know, <laughs> where you left off. <laughs> yeah, and I it, it's it's you know I I I get it because I'm I was in the service, but it still makes my jaw drop. You know, when I think about it, like wow, what a bond we have. Yeah, uh, with our brothers and sisters that we served with, you know, that we can go such a period of time and then and just pick up where we left off. So, um, you said that you were an officer. You were in the army. Yes, I was in the army. And what what I know officers are different as far as oh, MOS and all that, but right. So I, I was a so I did transportation or you know 88 Mike, so to speak, or 88 Alpha was my designation. Uh but although I was in logistics, as you progress, you become what's called a multifunctional logistician. So it's just basically understanding operations, uh, you know, getting the beans and the bullets in the mail to where they needed to be. But you know, as in as anything, you know, because of the, the lines of supply, you know, you get you get hit, you get attacked. So it's about you know, make sure your folks are trained and, and prepared. And so, as I said, saw my fair share of boom booms. <laughs> so, so yeah, it's uh, it was it was uh, again, you know, it was a blessing uh, to be able to have been in that leadership position, but also to, you know, like I said being part of the team because it's, you know, it's it's about like I said, it's about a family. It's about taking care of those folks. And making sure that they're they're trained and ready to, you know, take on what, what's ever put in front of them. So, yeah, absolutely. You know, and that's, you know, people don't understand, but those are life skills that not everybody has. <laughs> no. You know. Yeah, it, it's uh, just just thinking about some of that stuff. So, even when you, you know, being in leadership and you know, officer, senior non commissioned officer, NCO, when you're in that leadership position. And even when you get your mission and you're looking at your boss, like, are you kidding me? <laughs> you know, but you still got to keep that straight face and go and tell your people. And but the only way you're able to do that is by building that relationship and them having trust in you and building that bond. Um, and, you know, I'm and I'm blessed enough that, yeah, even though we 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 got shot at and, you know, mortified, I was I was blessed that my unit, we didn't lose anybody. Yes, we had some injuries, but. You know, I never had, you know, thank God I never had to write that that letter home saying, hey, you know, you know, Jimmy or Johnny didn't make it. Or I had peers that that had to. And that's that that's a that's a different thing that a lot of people sometimes don't understand. Yeah, I I, I don't understand that myself. I mean, I that wasn't anything that I uh, ever had to deal with. Uh, I was like I said, you know, I got out of the service in 95. And so uh, when 9-11 hit. Uh, I had people uh, that were, um, you know, reaching out and they're like, hey, Petty Officer what are we doing? I was like, hey, get down to the recruiting office. They need people who they don't have to train. Go now. Right. Where are you going to be? Uh, don't worry about it. Well, at the time I was 400 pounds. I wasn't going anywhere, but but to the fridge four or five times a day. <laughs> yes, sir. And, uh, yeah. And so I, I didn't under, you know, I mean, I, I understand because I'm, I think everybody in the military understands correct the fact that 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 possibility is always there. You you know w w when you join, there's a good there's a 50-50 yeah, chance that you're not going to make it out. Uh, and we all understand that going in. It doesn't have to be combat; it could be anything. No, correct. It's a very um, it's a very what do you call it? Uh, dynamic environment that's dangerous. No, correct. I mean, it doesn't matter what branch of service you're in. No, uh, it, it, you know the danger is always there. And so, correct. 
you know, but I didn't have to, I didn't undergo the same stress, I guess you could say that, that, that some people did, but I, I understand, you know, and so truly blessed that you didn't lose anybody. I mean, that's a, that's absolute blessing, you know, no, totally. It really is. So I've got your website uh, scrolling underneath us now. And I, as we, as we continue to talk, I'm going to add your, your links uh, into the comments. Sure. And uh, Ranger Dan, welcome to the show. Everybody who's watching uh, Ranger Dan just said, and I'm going to see if his comment popped up so I can show it. Yeah. Right here. There you go. Um, no, it is a bond that goes on forever. Yeah, absolutely. Right on. Amen, yeah. brother. Amen. Yeah. And, and our Ranger Dan's like, he's a brother too. He's not just a brother in arms. He's a brother in Christ. Um, so you were in the military and you, what year did you get out of the service? <laughs> so, so funny story. Uh, so in 2000, I want to say, when was that? So, and actually, so in 2005, my wife, who I met in the military, she was like, honey, go into the reserves. You know, you've done this, you've done that. You're not going to be sent anywhere. So being a dutiful husband, I listened. And guess what? Hey, at that time, I was kind of, hey, Captain Brown, you've done this, you've done that. We're going to assign you and put you on active duty orders. <laughs> and so, <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So I ended up, oh, man, so... Ended up uh, being put on active duty, became a training officer, did a couple other missions, ended up deploying again. And finally, I want to say 2000, 2012 is when, hey, thank you. I've had enough. I was right at 16. Mari's like, hey, you're four more years. You could be at 20. I was like, look, you know, they're trying to dangle the major promotion and some other things. And no, I've. I've done enough. I got the t-shirt. You know, my kids are getting older and they need dad. So, and she tried to like, try to like say all kinds of things and, you know, but the biggest thing, and so like I said, I, you know, so I prayed about it and finally like, no, it's time to, it's, you know, it's time to move on. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, definitely. So I'm, I'm not ignoring you. I'm looking over here cause I'm, I'm pulling up comments that I, I can't, read, I can't read here. Yeah. On the no, no, I totally get yeah. it. Uh, so let me, let me just pull up the God country coffee real quick. And somebody's sending me a message and I just don't, I, I like to see who it's coming from. Um, okay. Nikki Daughtry. She said, I'm going to post her picture up here. What she said, it's definitely a bond that lasts forever. That is absolutely yeah, yeah, totally. true. Sister. And it, it's just, it's just amazing. I mean, it's the reason why there's, 10 or 12 guys coming to my house this weekend. And I didn't even right. serve with these guys. No, but you, you have commonalities. And so when that happens, it, it, it breaks down walls. And, you know, when you serve in the military, just like, and I, I'm, again, it's like, it's like your faith, right? Because there's a higher power, a higher calling because not this, the military is not for everybody. You know, only a few sign up and decide, Hey, I'm going to put my name on the line. And I know, there is a possibility I could die. Well, it's just like Jesus Christ died for us on the cross. So there's no greater love than another man or woman, but you know what I'm saying? That's willing to lay their life down uh, for somebody else. And that's, that's what it's about. Ooh, you know, on, that's John 15 and 13. Hey, but it's, but it's the truth. Yeah. You know, not, man that he give up his life for. A exactly. And that's yeah. the same thing with well, I've been in the military and that's, we're all drawn to a higher purpose and, that's that's what that's that's the thing, and because we all understand that, that's why it enables us to, you know, you meet somebody in the military and you're able to connect like that, Be yeah. because of that that belief, and you you knew, hey, this guy put it on the line for his, you know, his brother and his sister to his right and to his love. So that's not that's not everybody. That's it's not it's not normal. <laughs> yeah, it, it's really not. And and you know, part of the things that we wore that uniform for was to allow people to. I always talk about, I always joke around, I said, you know, because of the military, you're allowed to drive a Japanese car or a German car or an American car or, or whatever you want. You're allowed to go worship however you want and not get shot when you come out of your <laughs> worship. Yes, sir. 
go to the library and read whatever you want to read, right? You know, and and not get shot for reading, you know, you know, Italian or whatever. Right, right. No. You know, and so in that in that respect, I totally relate to that. But you know, there some of you guys have even a closer bond. Those of you who served in forward areas, you know, that bond's even tighter because you know y'all might have been literally behind a Humvee somewhere getting shot at, and so uh, you know that that's even that's an even tighter bond. Correct. Uh, but you know, I I love the fact that that there's so there's so little of us. Right, because we're such a small percentage overall, but there's, like you said, there's so many commonalities uh, between all of us, and uh, we we can always relate. Doesn't matter what, except the coasties. I'm not so sure I relate with those guys. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I pick on the coasties all the time. You know, those guys are pretty. Like, like one coastie can do the job of like three squids. <laughs> I mean, that's point blank. I gotta give them credit, you know. They they they're not one trick ponies like like we are in the navy. Right. But, uh, uh, so w- when you got out of the service, d- did you have a hard time like, you know, hitting the ground? Did you hit the ground running, or did you so wander a little bit? Yeah. So when I when I so when I first initially got out, um, you know, I went through one of the, I guess the headhunters groups. Um, actually got on. They no longer are around. So I actually got on initially with Toys R Us as a buyer uh, to kind of, uh, you know, bring my feet into the job market. It was pretty cool to be able to, you know, because I'm a big kid. So it's pretty cool uh, by working there at the corporate office, you know, get to see new stuff coming out, get to test it out. Uh, but I, I worked in their kind of, their, you know, buying on the transportation side, helping with their logistics because uh, their stuff was out of hand. But it allowed me to kind of get a feel of corporate America, but it it just, it, it was, it was a job, but I knew I wasn't planning it. Like I wasn't going to be there, you know, hence they're not around. And uh, so, you know, I did that um, for about a year and then the opportunity came on uh, with Home Depot. I uh, got on through their store leadership program um, and, you know, got the experience to train up in different areas. So kind of felt like, you know, being back in the in the military, you know, you work your way up, you know, prove yourself. Uh, and I ran a couple of stores and was able to make my way back home, you know, to San Antonio. Uh, so I ran a good couple of stores in, in San Antonio. And this is at the time where uh, I was, you know, before I, I got called back to active duty, you know, in the reserves, you know, I was doing this. And like I said, lo and behold, they, they pegged me just when I was getting ready to take over a store. Hey you got to go back across the way because we like what you do. So that kind of got put on hold. I, I did that. Uh, so I was gone from there. But but the good thing is they're very, very friendly. Um, and so uh, when I came back, you know, I had to do some refresher, got back on. And then just some, do some networking. Another opportunity presented itself. That's how I ended up in Austin. And I got on with Sam's Club, uh, you know, as a general manager. And so I did some more training in San Antonio and then you know, we ended up relocating to Austin, uh, where I ran uh, a Sam's Club uh, close by where I live now in uh, Sunset Valley. Ran that for about three years. But even as I was doing that, so, you know, we out up the retail year. So, you know, 10 years of retail. And but I just feel like there's something more because. I, as they say, you kind of felt like although I wasn't, you know, deploying and being shot at, you know, I felt like I didn't own my time because, you know, if, if you know, my district manager called. Even if I was on vacation, hey, this VP is going to be in your area. I need you to be there. You know, what do you do? Hey, Roger and drive on. So there's a lot of family time that got missed, you know, being in a retail env- environment. So I started looking at, okay, I need to do, there's, there's got to be more out there where I'm able to do more community-wise, uh, people-wise. And, and even for my, you know, my kids are getting older. So being able to spend more time with them and not, not missing out. Because, you know, as you know, in retail, Black Friday was pretty big. So we would, you know, go to my grandma's or my mom's for Thanksgiving, but couldn't stay the night because, you know, Black Friday's at five o'clock the next day. And so even though the doors open at five, six, you know, behind the scenes, that means you got to be there two, three to get all that stuff ready. Uh, so, yeah. So finally, 
you know, I just started thinking about things. I, I felt some things in my heart. You know, like I said, I'm it's just like, you know, strong in my face. So I prayed about it. And I started looking into what I do now, insurance. And again, nobody at this time, people had talked to me about it. But, you know, some, I guess they didn't take a, the right approach. Because a lot of times when people think insurance, they think of you, oh, no, here comes this sales guy. Well, but at the end of the day, we're, we're all salesmen. I mean, if you think about it, when you're a kid and you're trying to convince your parents about why you should get, you know, I'm going to say, you know, why you should get the Superman, you know, this number of comic book versus the Spider-Man, <laughs> uh, you, you know, position yourself to try to explain to your parents why this one's better than that one and why they should spend extra money. Or, you know, your kids trying to convince you why they need to get a driver's license or, you know, or, you know, why if you're married, you know, trying to convince your spouse, you know, that the kitchen needs to be redone or remodeled or some new cabinets or whatever the case may be. You know, at the end of the day, even as we, we all are some type of salesperson. Uh, so, but the biggest thing that intrigued me as I started looking into it is that no matter what you look at, insurance is always needed, whether it's, you know, health, life insurance in case the unfortunate happened, um, you know, your car, your homes, uh, and even businesses needed. And so I started looking into it. And again, nobody recruited me, just kind of my own, did my own research. And, you know, I prayed about it. And I, I can still remember the day, you know, so my wife's like, okay. So I studied, I passed my test. And then I, I remember I came home and I said, hey, I just gave my two weeks notice at Sam's and we're going to insurance business. And my wife gave me this look <laughs> that I'd be six feet under right now. She was like, she gave me a look like, have you lost your dang mind? <laughs> and so... Uh, I love her to death. I'm glad she's still Bobby, but she just gave me this look like, oh my God. Like, like what what have you done? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so so I yeah. Say, I didn't get the same look, you know. I left my job uh five weeks, six weeks ago now, I guess. And uh, you know, I worked for the NSA indirectly. I was a government contractor. Yes, sir to a private company and I made really good money. I had really good benefits. Uh, it was like being in the military, except that I actually got paid you know? <laughs> and I got paid overtime and vacation and holidays and everything. Yes. And, uh, and that was a hard, that was a hard thing. You know, I think my wife still struggles a, a little bit, you know, she's like, Hey, well, but you're home all day. Well, yeah, I am, but I'll, you know, I'm working. I'm not, yes. I'm not just sitting around watching the tube. Right. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely not easy. That's an incredible, uh, you know, just come home and hey, by the way, you know, we're yeah, doing we're doing this. Yeah, because she was like, I thought we were gonna talk. About it. I said we did. Remember, we sat at the table. And I told you my plan. And she goes, Yeah, but I thought you were gonna ease into it. I said, You know me. I said, You know, we just stay. Hey, let's 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 get after it. So, <laughs> yeah. And uh, Brian, Brian's been watching the whole time. He's like, where were you six months ago? Brian has got this great, and I'm just going to do a quick plug for him. Uh, yes, Project Die Hard is, a, is an organization that what they're doing, that somebody donated some property and a huge, like 10,000 square foot building. And what Brian's doing is he's, they're going in and renovating and, they, and they, they're making where uh, some dormitories and stuff where people can get off the street right. uh, and, and they're going to, they're going to share the gospel with them in some form they're going to give them training and and food and just a way to you know veterans have a hard time sometimes yeah. right oh, making that transition right and sometimes it goes bad and it just keeps going bad yeah no so they absolutely need a hand up and and uh i know he just got insurance for this place that they have and now they're working to get the monthly uh, some of the monthly expenses paid and uh but you know, everybody needs insurance, Pat. I mean, you know, some Ooh. of it's required by law. Uh, some of it, you know, you need to be smart enough. Hopefully somebody like you is around to, to educate somebody like, hey, right. what if this happens? What if this happens? What are you right. going to do? Are you really prepared for that? And uh, but you're actually in the service industry. You're helping people. Correct. And and that's why I look at it. It's more my whole thing is when I sit down with someone, I, I want to educate them. You know, and, and I'll straight out tell somebody, I say, look, you know, I'm going to educate you. I'm going to explain things to you. If you buy from me, great. If you don't, but I just want to make sure I, that when I leave here, you completely understand what you have. So I'm not, I'm not 
going to force you anything. And if you have something that I can't beat, I'll tell you, hey, I can't beat it. Um, but at the same time, if you get something with me, you know, and you may find something, you know, on the auto side, if you find something cheaper, again, cheaper is not always better. And you're not going to get the same level of service. And that's the that's you know. that's why I try to hang my hat on, um, because there's a, a lot of things that, you know, and I, and I guess that's how sometimes, you know, we insurance guys get a bad name because, you know, unfortunately, some of my peers out there just try to look for that quick buck and don't take people's, you know, don't answer all their questions. Don't try to figure out what they really need. Um, or really take the time to explain, you know, cause somebody could be like, Hey, I need this, but no, actually you really need this. And this is why, because if you don't get this, if this happens, you know, you're exposed, you know, you're six, <laughs> your six is not protected. And so, you know, I take the time to explain that. And I say, Hey, you may, again, you may have to, you know, if somebody, I, I know it could be less, it could be a little bit more, but I much rather have you have everything than something happen, and you come back to me. Well, Rob, how come you didn't tell me that? Or what's going on? I say, no, I'm I'm not going to be that guy. I'm not just going to tell you something just to make you happy. You know, I'm going to be honest with you. And if you don't like me being honest and you decide to go place, someplace else, hey, at least I can sleep good at night because I explained everything and you have a good understanding. And then what typically sometimes happened, man, you were right. That guy didn't explain that to me. And I'm, okay, I tried, you know, I tried to tell you, but... So. But you know, there's a common theme here that you're hitting on that I notice about a lot of the veteran entrepreneurs that I've met. Uh, you know, since I've I've got connected in the in the tribe, I was in the tribe for a long time, but I didn't do nothing. It wasn't until I started getting a little more active uh, that I started meeting people. And the, I think one of the common things themes that I see in veteran entrepreneurs, regardless of what industry you're in. Is that most of the people that I associate with, they're they're trying to add value, right? And 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 you do it, you you add that value, not expecting anything in return, you know. Right. And so if if somebody buys from you, if somebody goes with you, that's great. But you know, most of us are just trying to to help people, you know, help whatever pain point that they're having, you know, try to add value somehow. You know, for me, it's kind of hard because I have a product, I sell coffee. And so how, how can I help somebody? Well, I mean, I can get them away from drinking horrible coffee. <laughs> you know, <laughs> That's a great thing. Uh, don't buy gas station coffee, please. Talk to me first. I can save you. But uh, aside from that, you know, I know a little bit about digital marketing and I know a little bit, you know, about ministry. And so I try to use those things to add value you know, to people before, you know, if they buy coffee from me, great. You know, if they ask me about God, I'm really excited hey, because, amen. you know, I get to share the gospel, Right. Uh, you know, and, and if they want to know about coffee, about how coffees are in the United States and how, you know, most people don't, don't realize that most coffees in our country are over roasted. And so they, they, they roast them, they buy really cheap coffee. They roast them really dark and then they add flavoring into them so you can, you know, so they're palatable. Uh, but all that stuff, you know, it doesn't really mean anything. Uh, but, you know, the sharing the message, you know, trying to help people if they've got, you know, I can do a little bit of digital marketing, you know, just trying to do something just like, you know, you know, your, your industry does a lot because, you know, it, it's, it's when you have the scarcity mindset, like, what do I need all this insurance for? What do I need extra for? Why do I need life insurance? What I, you know, I got my benefits in the military. That'll be covered. Well, it really doesn't cover, you know. No, it doesn't. And family. No, right. And that, and 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 that's the thing. So, and that's part of the reason, you know, when I try to talk to veterans and even some that are still serving, I'm like, hey, a lot of people fail to realize, especially on the life insurance side, that's cheap while you're young, and why you don't have certain ailments, and you know, the military dangles that carrot. Hey, you get. $400,000. Well, in the grand scheme of things, $400,000 of coverage is not jack. <laughs> it's not. And especially when you start factoring in. No. And so especially you start factoring if you have kids. I mean, on, on average, you know, if you got two kids, they estimate if you, your kids plan to go to college, you know, that's $100,000 per kid. So now, okay, that's $200,000. And then if you have a house, most highly, you know, there's not too many houses that, you know, $200,000. Okay, so what about if you have a spouse? Okay, 
and you're no longer around, well, then where's that money, you know, to help supplement your income you're bringing in? So a lot of times folks don't understand that and they end up, you know, they end up underinsured or they have the notion of, well, if I don't, you know, they think that because, you know, auto insurance, which is required by law, they think that when you get life insurance, it's just it's going to be as much as that. And it's not. I mean, for what some people pay for their auto policies, you could have, heck, you could have several million dollars in life insurance <laughs> and coverage. Uh, and so it's just just understanding and breaking down that, that mindset and getting people to understand, hey, you know, you can get a whole lot more coverage with half of what you pay for your auto stuff. And it's the craziest thing is why is it that, you know, you're cried by law to have, you know, auto insurance. And in some cases for your house, you got to have home insurance. But why is it not required? Isn't your life more valuable than the property you can't take with you? So, you know, that's the the, the point when I sit down for to try to get them to understand that. Or I'm a big shoe guy. You know, I like shoes, you know, the Jordans and, you know, Nikes. My wife laughs because, you know, you go in my closet. She's like, she told me what time I thought I was marrying a woman when I saw your, your, shoe, your shoe collection. <laughs> I'm like, thanks, babe. Thanks. But, but no, because, but, you know, so I see people when I see, you know, what kind of shoes they have, dress shoes. And I'm like, okay, so this policy that can cover you and your family, you know, is 60 bucks. But yet I see you got a $150 pair of shoes on, but you don't want to, you know, make the adjustment and have to pay $60 a month. That's just, again, you can't save everybody, but at the end of the day, as long as I, I share that with them and explain it. That's that's what I try to, you know, get across. Because, you know, if if if, if I don't take time to f- explain it to folks, then um, yeah. You got a message okay. here from Brian Gibson. Okay. Yeah, Brian Gibson. He's with Project Die Hard. Uh, we are working with him to try to um be their their sole coffee supplier, hopefully if it works out. Nice. And, and uh, I don't know, uh, we, uh, you know, there's stuff we have to do to get there, but, but uh, good guy, got a great, incredible mission. And I'm glad that, that he reached out there to you. So I appreciate it. But, you know, it's funny because, you know, Robert, a lot of people don't um, like, I, I grew up pretty poor, you know, just like, you, you know, you grew up in the projects. I grew up in the, <laughs> in, the, in the Northwest side of San Antonio over by Edison high school. Okay. I know that area. Yeah, in a tiny little home, 900 square foot uh, matchbox with four of us, my sister and my dad, my mom. And and my dad worked three or four jobs uh, so that we could go to private school. And uh, and I, I always grew up like, you know, squeezing every penny out of every dime. I mean, literally, you know, and so I never I thought, well, I'm going to go the cheapest route and I'm, I'm not going to. You know, I remember I used to get my cars insured and I would uh, once it was paid off, I would only get the bare bones state requirement until I got an accident one time. Yeah. And they didn't pay for a rental car. They didn't they didn't have the it didn't have the personal protection, personal injury protection. It didn't have anything. And I ended up losing my car. I lost everything. I owed money to the hospital. I owed money to everybody. And, you know, but my mindset was such that, um, oh, I got us. I don't need to pay that extra. I can't afford that. You know, well, you almost can't afford not to. Not to. Right. And it ain't a cost, you know, in the long run, because and it is just it's just it's just breaking that mindset and and seeing stuff. It's, you know, whether it's your auto, whether it's your, your home or even life insurance, it's, you know, you're investing into something. Uh, to protect you, you know, it's meant to, you know, at the end of the day, it's meant to protect you and your family from the unexpected. And a lot of times people, you know, what's the first thing saying? Oh, no, that's, that'll never happen to me. You know, I'm going to live forever. And no, no, hey, there's certain things in this world, you know, there's two things in this world that are certain, death and taxes. That's it. And one, yeah. And so you never know when the good Lord is going to call you home. So what, you know, if, if you're, whether you're, you know, your father or mother, or even just a child, you know, how, as a child, how, if you have expenses, what good is it to leave that burden on your family, to leave it on your your mom and dad? Because 
those creditors and people that they're going to come after somebody, they're going to want their money. And so why not make the investment to protect not only your interests, but, you know, because it's meant for those that are being left behind. And that's, you know, that's part of the reason we're coming up with legacy, because it's about, you know, you want to protect your legacy. I mean, when you think about it, all of us, as you grow up, as you get older, as you become, you know, whether you're a parent or not, everybody wants to leave a good mark and that's your legacy. So what better way to make sure you're protected? Because the last thing you want to do is pass away and then, you know, have people, you know, kind of, kind of cursing your name. Oh, he left me, you know, left me with these bills or uh, left yeah, me with. All that people are going to remember. They're not going to say, oh, I remember that he used to have that big old King Ranch truck or, oh, yeah, no. car. They're not going to remember none of that. Oh, no. Your legacy is going to be, you know, hey, you know what? When, when when he left, his kids didn't have to pay nothing. He, he yeah. had set him up. Everything was yes. taken care of. And his and his kids are taken care of. Oh, so you absolutely. definitely want to set yourself and, and, up, you know? Right. And, and the thing that folks don't realize, one of the biggest things that causes families to fall apart is when death happens. I mean, if you if you sit there and think about it, you know, like, I'm, I'm blessed because I've been in this. I got my mom, you know, I sat down with my siblings and we got my mom protected because I've seen it. And what usually happens when a, a old, you know, just, just even start with, you know, when you have a parent or grandparents, when, when the death happens, if there's nothing in place, who's usually the first one that pays? They all look to the one that makes the most money. Hey, I need you to cover it. And then yeah. the one that, that's making the most money, like, wait a minute, why should it fall all and solely on me to have to pay for it? Aren't we all in this together? And then they, you know, oh, well, you know, you make the most money. But, yeah, it's supposed to be all of us together. And then, you know, eventually the one that makes the most money decides to cover it. But then they're mad at their siblings because they forced them and nobody tried to help out. And it, yeah. and so how do you think your loved one feels if they're looking down? Oh, man, you know, my kids are, are fighting because of my death or whatever. But no. Or better yet. And again, it's nothing wrong with GoFundMes. But. I've seen too many GoFundMe's, too many plate sales, too many car washes because people are trying to figure out how to pay for a funeral. Because again, funeral homes, their business, they want their money just like anybody else. And, but because you're so worried about trying to raise the funds to get the funeral paid for, you never have time to grieve. Yeah. You never have time to grieve. And, and then let's say if the person that passed has kids, Okay, yeah, you raised money and people passed the hat and did things. And so, yeah, you may be able to cover the funeral expenses and some expenses. But what about two years, three years, five years down the road? Now those kids, you know, the quality of life just changed. Uh, and, and the one thing I try to get people to understand, by getting life insurance, it, you're going to change. You're changing, changing your children's generational wealth. Be, you're going to leave them in a, in a position, you know, that they probably would never have thought of, or whether if your kids are older or you're not burdening them to try to figure out, well, Hey, how are we going to get mom or dad, you know, buried? So that's, that's the, that's the kind of stuff that, you know, people sometimes don't think about. So. No, they really don't. Um, I want to go back and, and just kind of touch on something else because you, you've, uh, you clearly express your faith. And I just want to ask you a little bit about that stuff. Uh, I personally grew up Catholic uh, and I didn't really have a relationship. I didn't know what it was to have a relationship with Christ mm -hmm. uh, until, until my dad died in 2016. Uh, and so I'm, I'm a baby. I'm a, I'm a newbie Christian. Uh, but how, how is your, I mean, if you want to, you don't have to, but I, I don't mind sharing. So yeah, share me about your faith. So my whew, my faith, man. Listen. So I'm, as I tell people, I'm I'm a I'm I'm. It's a blessing to be here for me. Uh, so to tell you, Master. So when I was born, it's the craziest thing. So I was born. My my heartbeat was too too slow, and so they had some medicine. Then it was too fast, and then through some different things, they finally I had to. They finally got it regulated, and from the time I was a baby till probably eight years old, I had to take this little, little white pill. Um, and it's like, it's like a green, like it was like a green thing in a, in a bottle. And I remember my, my grandfather was living, he was, you know, in the church was a deacon. And, uh, 
they had told my mom, hey, we're not sure if he's going to, you know, live past the age of five. So be careful. Make sure he doesn't over extremely. And so my mom was like very, like very delicate with me, like tried to put me in bubble wrap and didn't want me to do this. No, you can't do that. But I was a boy, you know, I had two older cousins. So I was trying to run behind them. And it was like, no, you can't do this. No, you can't do that. And, you know, finally I hit the age of five and, and my, uh, my grandfather, you know, convinced my mom, hey, look, you know, you need to let go a little bit. So she kind of did a little bit. And again, my grandfather coached youth sports and he coached my mom and my, a couple of my aunts in softball. And, you know, I'm starting to come in and I, and I love football. So I started seeing football on TV. You know, I wanted to play. And my mom was like hesitant. And it took my grandfather like sitting there now and say, look, you don't know what, what God's plans are with this boy. You need to let him live. Because the last thing you want to do, if he's asking you, you know, you need to let him play. Because the last thing you want to do, if, if, if he does call him home, there's no way for a child to be not to be a child, you know, so let him play. So my mom was like, and again, this is God. This is, God is amazing. So mom's like, fine. Uh, so she had my stepdad. She goes, well, take, I got to work to so take him to the doctor. If he passes the physical. So now I'm, this is when I was about eight years old. If he passes his physical, then he can play. So my dad takes me down to the doctor. Doctor clears me. We're four games in. So I'm going back in for my checkup. So then, you know, my mom's talking to the doctor and this and that. Yeah, he's playing football. He's doing well. So my doctor looks at my mom like, what do you mean he's playing football? And so my mom's like, yeah, didn't my husband bring him into you? And so they put up the chart like, no, he saw his sister's doctor that cleared him. He didn't see me. And then so doctor, wait a minute. He's been playing football for four weeks now. Has there been any issues? And my mom's like, no. And so she just looked and the doctor just looked and I was like, hey, I'm good to go. Everything's great. And and again, at eight years old, you don't realize it, but as I've gotten older, I just realized that's nothing but but God. I mean, you know, to go from that and then like I said, I was, you know, I played high school ball, I haven't had any issues. I mean, went to the military, you know, went to West Point. So all that to me, that made me realize that God is in my life because that, that just there's no other way to describe that, you know, going to the wrong doctor, getting clear, not having any issues, being able to play. Um, and that's, you know, that's been a big part of it. And I think really for me, because, again, my, my grandfather was a deacon and, and my my grandmother was an usher in our church. And my mom, you know, sang in the choir. I was around it, but I didn't truly understand it until at the age of 17. It was just uh, one day. You know, the pastor was preaching about, you know, successful uh, building black relationships. And it just read different to me. And, you know, beforehand, it, it sounded like they, thou, they. But I just felt like a peace and like a calm. Um, and I just realized, like, okay, he, you know, he's in my life. He's not going to le leave me wrong. And so uh, that's when I knew. I said, like, I got a greater purpose. This, I, I need to do more. Um, you know, I became even more involved in the church and, you know, went to the military, military academy, uh, became a, you know, I'm a youth pastor. So, uh, you know, I, I preach, you know, every fourth Sunday back in San Antonio to the youth at my church, which I'm, I still go to. And I mean, at every point in my life, he's, you know, as you say, he makes a way out of no way when, when things look bad. I mean, that's, that's just him. I mean, I heard you talk about, you know, you lived over there by Edison. Well, since you know San Antonio, so we, I don't know if you know about, you know, Alizan, Apache Courts, you know, South Pinto, Lanier High School. We yep. lived over in that area, you know, the west side. Yeah. And so that's so the deep, yeah, that's the deep west side. And um, there's so many, so many things that, that happened, but there's things that I saw or, you know, you know, walking home from school, but because everybody knew my grandfather, you know, they never let any of us get involved in whether it's drugs or, you know, dealing with guns or gangs, you know, people be like, no, hey, you can't touch those kids. That's Mr. Brown's grandchildren. And you don't want to have to deal with him. And because he helped a lot of people in the neighborhood, you know, a lot of people, even though that were, they were doing dirt, they were protecting us from that. Like, no, you don't, you know, because, you know, it could be appealing as a young kid, you know, hey, that quick money. And they're like, no, hey, you're Brown. No, 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 uh -uh. you go over here. And, and so, 
I, I, I relate to that and say that's nothing but 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 God at work that people even though they they're doing wrong don't want the same for you because hey we see something in you no you're you're destined for something more than this so no no Rob hey you know you know and telling my grandfather on me because you know as they say it takes a village and that's what it was in that area that everybody knew everybody and they they knew the Brown family and they protected to watch out for hey don't 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 mess with them and as I look through back throughout my life, it's nothing but God at every turn. And he has not failed me. And even, you know, when I started the insurance thing, uh, you know, put him first as he says, it's been a blessing. And it's been amazing. Yeah. I, uh, I learned that a long time ago, man. Even, even before I surrendered my life when I was still running from him, that if you'll just put him out in front, right. you can't go wrong. You absolutely no. go wrong. You're absolutely right. It, it, you know, it can be scary at times, but he will never fail you. <laughs> absolutely. In fact, my, one of my favorite scriptures uh, is uh, Joshua 1 and 9. Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid. Now to be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee wherever thou goes. That's right. And, and you know, that just, we're never, ever going to be alone. He's always with us. He's mm-hmm. always got our sakes. Well, listen, um, I've had a great visit with you, man. I wish we would have. Uh, waited so long to get to know each other a little bit better. <laughs> uh, and you're right down the road, you know? Yes, sir. So we'll definitely set something up to come down definitely. and see you. Yeah. And after this weekend, we're going to have a fully functional shop. So okay. um, awesome. what I've done is I've put all your links in the comments. And so uh, people can get a hold of you on your Instagram or your actual website is down here scrolling still. Right. Um, brownlegacyinsurance.com and uh you know people i i can tell you coming from a scarcity mindset coming from a very poor area you know my dad had to work three or four jobs i was not one to spend any money any more than i had to i always thought man i gotta save money gotta save money on i could save money by not doing this or not doing that but when it comes to to protecting yourself protecting your family protecting your home and your vehicles and you know vehicles are not important but but they're important in a sense that you, you got to have one to get to work yes and, you know and so uh you know i can't stress enough you know you get what you pay for right you know if you go the cheapest route you're going to end up paying more money if something goes wrong right and so uh i i encourage you to reach out to, to robert and you know and just have a conversation you know he's not going to shove anything down your throat and uh, there's no high pressure sales. No high pressure uh, sales. Just yeah, enlighten and educate. Yeah, absolutely. And so, uh, and I, I really, really appreciate you sharing your faith with us too, because you know some people are uncomfortable doing that. But uh, you know, when God does stuff in your life and you share it, man, it's a great thing. Exactly. No. You never know who else is out there that needs to hear your story. No, absolutely. My grandfather had a saying uh, before he passed. He said, you know what? Your test is your testimony. I mean, you know, you go through stuff, you know, God's going to test you, but that becomes your testimony. And beyond a shadow of a doubt, and I believe that every step of the way. Amen. That's absolutely right. Well, brother, I really uh, appreciate your time. I appreciate you taking time out of your Friday evening uh, to visit with us. Uh, you know, you can go back in the comments later and you can see everything anybody that anybody put up there. and. Uh, and again, I just really appreciate you taking time. And uh, I encourage uh, folks watching, I encourage you to, to, to reach out, you know, if you've got needs. Uh, even if you don't, if you got questions, I'm, I'm, I have no doubt that Robert will answer questions for you. Oh, yes, sir. And, you know, if anybody needs me, again, if you need me to look at it, there's no cost to you. If you need me to look at something, make sure you have what you need. And so it's a service that I offer, you know, you, you don't have to pay a penny. So. And I appreciate you having me on. Uh, it was Absolutely. great to fellowship with you and connect. And definitely, I'm going to get some coffee from you too. Not just because I've been on the show. I, I've been liking yeah. what, I, what I've been seeing. So yeah, uh, yeah. this is an awesome thing. Well, listen, I'm going to put you in the green room for a second. I'm going to close the show out and then I'll come right back to you. Okay. Sounds good. All right. Hang on a second. Well, that was definitely uh, not my usual guest because usually I know the individual a little bit better, but I'm so glad that, and he and I only talked a couple of times before the show, uh, 
but he's right down the street and he's got a great testimony and he's got a great business. Uh, and I, I completely value um, somebody who will tell you what you need, whether you buy something from them or not. And that, that's a rarity in today's uh, in today's, you know, world in the in the world that we live in. And um, and I'm going to have to put this before I completely shut out because Ranger Dan, he's my buddy. And, and I love you, Dan. And uh, I love coffin coffee company too. I love the fact that you run your coffee around literally in a coffin and uh, uh, you know, brother in Christ, brother in coffee. And uh, anyway, uh, thank you for show for, for, you know, tuning in tonight. Um, you know, we're going to do this every single week and I don't know, I don't script this. Uh, I pray about this every week before I bring my guests on, I never know which direction it's going to go. And, uh, and so God has just completely blessed this show. This is number 20. I never thought I'd get past, you know, one, much less five or 10. And here we are episode 20, 20 weeks now that we've been doing this uh, without fail. And uh, we've got some great shows coming up. We've got some, you know, quasi celebrity that are going to pop in uh, from different, uh, from a show, a TV show, history channel show. And, uh, I've got some authors coming up and some other people. And, uh, I really appreciate Robert Brown for taking time out of his schedule to be with us, to, to talk about his business, to talk about his, his life. Uh, and thank you so much for serving our country the way that you served our country, brother. Uh, you know, that I can't, I can't thank my brother veterans enough for their service. Uh, so, Treat each other the way God intended us to treat one another with love, kindness, and respect. God bless you all. I'll see you next Friday at 1900 for God Country Coffee. Good night.